You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Well, folks, good, good afternoon at 12.06. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dupetro.com. Good afternoon to everybody tuning in. This is our noon report on Facebook. Just find my page, John DePietro Show, and boom, here we are. Folks, remember now we have the noon report. We have when, there's, when something happens. Oh. There's the on-the-scene live stream. Exactly right. We also have commentary at night, one after dark. And now we also have uh, yet another hit, and that is Cranston PD Live, where we're out with the Cranston police. We were out with them on Friday night. We're trying to figure out uh, this week. I was going to say, you know, normally be a Friday night, but the the weather is um, is supposed to actually be very, very cold coming up this Friday, and uh, it's been my experience that the, well, and their experience, that the, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, the good news is crime tends to drop down when uh, when the temperature drops down, but but that's good for the crime rate, not exactly good if you're trying to do a live stream on the police. So we're trying to figure that out. I'm confident we will figure it out. But folks, this portion of the program on this uh, Monday, what a month. I was just saying to someone, what a month of news this has been. <coughs> Excuse me, it was month of January. I don't, I don't recall a time that um, there's been so much news and news out of the ordinary and different types of news. I'm going to talk about the situation with Memphis. I'm going to talk about what I thought was an embarrassing response from Governor McKee. Uh, to what we saw in Memphis. And I'll also give you, obviously, the latest with Duxbury, as that continues to be. Um, and it, it's pretty, what's the right word? I don't want to give a cliche. Uh, it's interesting. The number of something that you hear and the reaction with so many different people, primarily women, forgiving of the mother, and then the, the way they're praising the husband. So, I'll touch on that. Um, well, obviously, we're going to talk about that a lot. And, and folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Propane Plus. So you're listening on this Monday. <clears throat> if you use propane, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. Remember about propane and especially Propane Plus But some things to remember with propane, it's affordable, it is sustainable, it's equitable, it's good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today. They have a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com, residential or commercial. You just put in your zip code, call Propane Plus today. And again, in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Well, folks, visit the website, dipetro.com. Again, when you hear me mention Cranston PD Live, you can visit our website, dipetro.com. And another part of the website that I I do want to highlight, number one, you can listen live to the program there, and it's crystal clear. If you listen to the radio portion of the program, it is AM 1380, which is a very strong signal, 
and then the 99.9 FM, depending on where you are. Now, if for whatever reason you live somewhere and you can't get the radio that clear, if, if the way you if you're in the car through your Bluetooth, you just you just plug on the website to Petro.com and or if you're at home on your laptop or on your phone, what, whatever it is. Now, also on the website to Petro.com, you see all my links all the links to social media there, Facebook, they're right at the top, Twitter. So you click on that, YouTube, Instagram, it brings you right to the connection. And then also we've um, launched big into TikTok. And TikTok, there's also a direct link to our TikTok page. It's really, really taken off. It's uh, it's incredible. Now, I know somebody, oh, that's the chat. No, it's not. That You know what TikTok is? TikTok is just such a dominating app right now. And then you have the other social media companies are, are so afraid of it that they're trying to put out all this bad PR. Now, I want to start off um, with this situation with the Duxbury mom. And, uh, you know, on Saturday, the husband, Patrick Clancy, he, he put out a statement. And if you haven't read it, although I think a lot of people have, but if you haven't, I posted it on the Facebook page, right? John DePietro show on Facebook. And <clears throat> there's so many different parts of this that he, the key word that got so much attention of, of what he said. Also, as I'm on the Boston Globe website, I was just noticing, or their app, they've taken down their on a wall section. <laughs> They have not added a section for um, for the uh, Clancy situation, right? The mom in, in, in Duxbury, Lindsay Clancy. But there's, um, there's several different elements of this. Number one, so you have the husband, and he wrote, and people, oh, what a beautiful thing they wrote, and da-da-da, and outside the Clancy home in Duxbury. And, but the key line was where he said that he has forgiven his wife and then he he's asking everyone else to forgive her. So I want to address that because there are so many people that say, I, I don't think it's not up to me to forgive her. Well, you, you, you also, you don't have to comment. I just want to remind people with social media, you don't have to comment. But what I notice are there are certain people, not only do they not want to comment for whatever reason, Either they don't have a thought on it, they don't know what to think, they don't have an intelligent thought on it, but there are people they just try to they try to shut down all discussion on it. So what they're basically saying is that I don't have a thought or opinion on it, so no one should. I can't stand people like that. I'll admit it's a pet peeve. It's a pet peeve. Um, you either have an opinion on it. Well, you don't have to have an opinion. You don't have to share your opinion on it. This isn't a classroom. We're not going around, right? I'm not the teacher. It's not instructor one asking everyone to weigh in on this. If you've ever been in a group setting and someone, um, as the group starts to talk about a topic, and then someone says, I don't think we should be talking about that. They, they then think that they are in a moral, moral superior position, right? Much like the people that claim, I'm offended. 
and they think that that's something noble that we should all aspire to, right? To be able to say, I'm offended. There were people, I saw that film and I was offended by it. And that makes me a really good person. Or I heard the joke and I found the joke offensive. Or so-and-so said something and I was offended. And they somehow think that that is worth anything. So, but as far as this discussion, I cannot believe the number of adults well, I don't think it's my place to judge. I don't think any would You're missing the point. Number one, no one's forcing you to comment on current events. Be an ostrich in the head in the sand. There are plenty of people like that. Fine. But don't ruin. You know, I used to work with someone that had, he just couldn't think fast on his feet. So when a story would hit, he would just start criticizing the media coverage of it. That's not an opinion. That's just like he's setting back like, no, I, I have no real opinion on this, so I'm just going to critique everybody else. <clears throat> but in this particular matter, the husband steps forward and says, I forgive her. He said that. He wrote that. He didn't have to put out anything. No, he gave very touching. Somehow, I, I don't know, he sat down and wrote this. I don't really believe that. There's so much about this couple in Duxbury that we don't know. Right. We don't know if they're highly religious. We don't know what led up to it was less than a week ago. It was last Tuesday night. But it was the husband that said. He forgives her. I want to ask all of you find it deep within yourselves. Forgive Lindsay as I have. The real Lindsay was generously loving and caring. All I wish somehow find peace now. He forgives her, but. He's also asking the public to forgive her. So therefore, that enters the discussion of whether or not you forgive her. So these people that don't know the facts, and I recognize, listen, folks, I I willingly engage in social media. It's my page. But these people, I don't think we should be discussing this. Well, then why are you here? Gives them power. I don't think anyone should be talking about this story. All right, then don't. Beat it. Right? It's like someone in a party walks into a group of people talking about it. So I don't think we should be discussing it. Well, then go to the other blanking side of the room. I hate people like that. Hate people like that. But anyhow, but I want to remind people, all these people, you know, talking about the mother in Duxbury. And it, it, listen, it has been reported that there was some kind of a battle with not only depression, but postpartum depression, uh, depression, which, you know, as as we've talked about and people have talked about, can lead to psychosis, real psychotic behavior. But I want to remind people that the DA's office in Massachusetts, they, they're charging her with three murders. They're charging her with three murders. Now, they have information. They haven't released all the information. I don't know if they're ever going to fully release all the information, and obviously because of HIPAA laws. But they have all the facts there, right? He left to get takeout. As I have learned and reported, the first thing the police want to do is eliminate the husband as a suspect. So they check with the restaurant. It all matches up. He is cleared. He's not being charged with anything. <clears throat> the police have not contradicted 
his version that he left to go get takeout. And then when he came home, she is outside, had jumped out the window. And then what the the first responders found inside the house. But what I want to warn and just mention, and you're not going to hear anyone else talk about this, but um, at 1218 on this Monday, but for all of these different people, oh, you know, we got to forgive her. I mean, the poor, I, I just, this is one of those situations that I, I'm not, I freely admit, I'm not reporting everything I know about it. And I don't feel a need to report everything I know about it. I've had some people on, granted, most of it's, it's a lot of it's been on, on Facebook, but it's, they want more of the details. I, I just, I don't feel comfortable releasing it. I've spoken with a spouse, <clears throat> communicated with, who is married to one of the first responders. This is what I'm going to say about the Duxbury mom situation. And right now, whether you're listening on an AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, but I believe some of the people that are defending the mother so quickly, I, I would be cautious about that because I believe if you saw or really learned what the first responders found when they went into that house on Summer Street in Duxbury last Tuesday night, I don't think you'd be so quick to forgive. Now, obviously, you know, and how about some of these other cliches? You can't judge anyone until you've walked in their shoes. So, you know, if if you follow that, then there's no element of a public discussion. And I would imagine we should have no justice system, right? You, you can't judge anyone until you've walked in their shoes. Well, <laughs> right now, as we speak, there are juries that are judging someone of their peers on a crime. So, I again, I, I can't stand. I know this sounds like a vent, but the cliches, as if that's an original thought. You can't judge someone until you've walked in their shoes. I, I suppose. So should we say the same thing about Brian Walsh? who by all accounts killed his wife New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, actually probably New Year's morning, then dismembered her? Like what a deranged psychopath murderer he is as he's been charged with murder. We should not judge. So I guess we shouldn't judge Brian Walsh because we have, hey, listen, I don't need to walk in his blank and shoes. <laughs> you know, you don't. You don't have to have cancer to appreciate, you know, the problems of people that do have cancer. That, again, so cliche. But that's all I would say. That's not all I would say. But I want to point that out. I think some people are very quick. You know, when they almost act as though, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, but you should, I'm not even going to, maybe I should start to say, some of the messages people say, you know, this shouldn't be discussed. How dare you? How do you even have this on your page? Kind of a big story. Rocketed. I've never had the video I did on it and a posting. When did that happen? Late Saturday. I, I mean, the, the amount of volume. What does that tell me? It tells me people are engaged, are interested, want to discuss with others. That's not a bad thing. I also want to you know, remind people, should we pretend it didn't? So is that not a big deal? A Duxbury mother 
is charged with the murder of her own three children, three ages under the age of five. So that's not a story. That's not news. We're, we're in a dangerous territory. The day something like that happens, and it's not news. No, that's news. But there are just these elements out there. These, you know, it's the Anna Walsh thing. We should not be discussing. <laughs> hey, listen, what is news? News is something out of the ordinary, right? Dog bites man, not a news story. Man bites dog, that's a news story. Plan land six, uh, successfully at TF Green or Logan, not a news story. Plane crashes and landing, now you got a news story. What's news? A mother in Cohasset was killed and dismembered by her husband while her three boys were asleep upstairs in the house. Does that happen every day? Thank God, no. Yes, that's news. Last Tuesday night, as her husband left to go get takeout, Lindsay Clancy is accused of murdering her three children, who were seven months at the time, three years old at the time, and five years old at the time. This, this wasn't a miscarriage. Oh, some of the postings, we got to forgive her. We got to forgive her right now. They need to move on with their life and they need to make sure their marriage is intact. Marriage is intact. Well, you, you, some of you are just, and I, I recognize it may not even be people listening right now. And you get, when you have a posting like that, I was getting messages from this woman. And then I'm like, who, who is this? Why is this so important? And then when I look at it, it's someone in like Jacksonville, Florida, who then stumbled upon, you know, across the page because what I posted was shared like 2000 times. So then I thought, why, why, why am I being bothered by someone and some woman I don't even know in Jacksonville, Florida? Listen, we don't know about the couple, but much like one of the impacts of 9-11 was that we all saw in real time. I was watching um, Matt, Matt Lauer and Katie Couric in real time. Boom. There's the plane into the South Tower. It is certainly Oklahoma City. We saw the aftermath of that. But we didn't see what happened. Meaning no one captured it. I mean, now, today, with the way businesses have these cameras and security cameras and ring cameras, something like what happened with Oklahoma City, Timothy McVeigh, Terry Nichol, would probably be captured on film. Um, Newtown, Connecticut. They have footage. They have footage that has never been released of what that Sandy Hook school looked like. There's footage of that. It certainly would have changed the dynamic of the conversation if we had if people had truly seen what happened when Adam Lanza went in with you know with that with that weapon. So now in this particular situation, <clears throat> all of these people, oh my God, he's so like there was some we again we don't know all the details. I've heard that she she was in an intense program, but it was over Zoom. But some of the people are just ridiculous of like, oh, what? He's not supposed to go to sleep or go to the bathroom. Now, you don't. I want to compare it to how could he leave the wife 
to go get takeout and leave her alone with those children. Now, there are dynamics of this that we don't know, such as did they have help come in? We've learned that Patrick Clancy was working from home, but he's got a seven-month-old, right? Now, the five-year-old, let's say the five-year-old was at school because it was last Tuesday. Three-year-old may have been in preschool. So now you have he's trying to be at home. Did they have rules set up in the home? Did they have help come into the home? Was there someone at home with them who left? We don't know that. Meaning, you know, is it like you have a babysitter in the afternoon who then has to leave? We don't know that. So, but the element of, oh, what? So he can't leave her alone? How is he supposed to sleep or shower, go to the bathroom? Well, again, let's. Let's step back. There's there's a lot we don't know. I, I I don't know. We don't know enough about why someone's on <clears throat> treatment through Zoom as opposed to it certainly sounds like someone who should have been committed. It sounds like someone who should not have had any access to those children. But the element of, oh, that so he's not supposed to. I mean, I, I get it that not everyone thinks things through, but. I would compare this the way it's been described to me. And I fully admit, you know, there's healthcare professionals out there. But think of when 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 people tell new parents, new parents, you can't leave a child, young infant, alone in a bathtub of water. You can't at all. And then, you know, and, and this is tragic. But on this Monday, at some point somewhere in the United States this week, what is someone, you know, some young parent is going to say the following, you know, I, I left for two seconds to go open the door. I, I went to go get my phone. I went to go, you know, but what they're really saying is, what, what were they told? You can't leave an infant alone. In, in a tub of water and somewhere either in the United States, in our region or the world, 911 is going to get a call of someone who left to go open the door, to get their phone, to, you know, open the cupboard for some whatever. But what they left the room today, today, on this Monday, today, between now and the next hour. There's going to be an accident somewhere. Could be fatal, but there's going to be an accident of someone who's text, <clears throat> excuse me, texting and driving, and and they take they take their eyes off the road, and something's that absolutely is going to happen somewhere in in the United States, maybe even our region, just in the next hour. There are some situations. When, when they say you, you can't, you know, just that one second, texting and driving, eyes off the road, somebody comes across and boom. Two minutes, given a bath. Oh, so-and-so's here. I'm going to go open the door. Infant falls in the water. Parent comes back. Oh, my God. Right? They drowned in the tub. I was gone for one minute. That's all it takes. It's all it can take. So in this particular situation, the way it's described is, again, you, you hear of, 
you know, you, that, that this is someone who cannot be left alone with the children. Cannot be left alone. However, that is devised and set up. Maybe the father sleeps in the same room with the children. Maybe that individual is locked down at night in some capacity. I don't know. I mean, it could be done, though, right? It could be done. So, but whatever happened, I would just be cautious, and I'm going to end on this, with people that are, oh, I had it. This, this is another level. This is not someone, you know, weepy. This isn't, you know, when I had my child, I was so stressed, and uh, people, don't, men, men don't realize what it's like. This went to a different, <clears throat> a different place. Um, would our reaction after 9-11 been so got to the system if, if that had not been captured on film? If it had not been captured on film? Probably not. Probably not. Um, it still would have been a reaction. I'm not saying people would just go about ho-hum, but it was just, it was so jarring when you see the plane go into the building to the North Tower. And then the South Tower, obviously. But um, but I am telling you, what I have learned, if people really knew what the first responders walked into, what they were then put into action to do, right? Do you understand? They are trying to revive a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a seven-month-old. They walked into a house of horrors. And I, I am surprised that some of the people, you know, like I, th- this wasn't a young mother driving and got into a fender bender and the child bumped their head in the back of the car. Um, I had some people trying to defend it, like, you know, still calling him dad. He'll always be a father. I'm not sure. I I don't know how Father's Day is going to go this year. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, I pray for his family. Pray for his family. The most important thing now is he, you know, he and uh, Lindsay, what, have more children? Have you lost your mind? Now, we've also, she really did hurt herself. I mentioned that in one of the videos that I did on Facebook. I've learned that she's, she's in really rough shape. And that sets up a whole different dynamic. So I have heard that she is actually even, uh, I don't know about now, and maybe people could improve, but she has not been arraigned. She's in very serious physical, uh, a very serious physical. I can't even, I'm not even talking about the mental at the moment. Not talking about her mental state, but physical. If he had come out, I want to just, if he, the father had come out in, in Duxbury, Patrick Clancy, and said, I, I forgive my wife. Now, again, that, that's a big ask. That's, that's a big ask. That's not, forgot a birthday or anniversary. That's not, oh, my God, I can't believe I, I don't know, left the refrigerator open or whatever. So kind of a big ask. If he did that, that then, listen, ultimately, I get it's between him and her. But when he says And I am asking the public to forgive her the way I have. I I think that's a. I think they've just you wonder uh, so much that we don't know here. You wonder the mental state that someone is in. 
I don't know who helped him. Maybe he felt compelled to put that statement out. Um, people, someone thought, and, and again, I, I know you go to the page, people are bawling their eyes out reading it. Um, that's a big ask. That's a big ask. We don't know all the details. We don't know all the details. We do know that this was done as he was out of the house and went to go get pickup, uh, takeout, excuse me, and pick up the food. We do know that. We do know this was someone fairly recently was functioning in society on Friday with that Jack Fade tri- uh, trial in Warwick. That guy was found guilty. He was trying to plead not guilty by reason of insanity. So the actions, the methods, I'm going to stay firm that I think if some people knew what the first responders walked into, they may have a different uh, take on this. It's interesting to me how people immediately go to their own, you know, I this is outrageous, this poor woman. I went through depression after child. This is terrible that anyone's criticizing her. You understand there were three dead children, including a seven-month-old who turned eight on Thursday, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. She didn't hit them. She didn't yell at them. They are no longer with us. Not, I don't know, and I feel so bad. You know, in this attitude, she should be not guilty. She's going to have to have, deal with that and the guilt of that rest of her life. If, if you, isn't that what some people say about a drunk driver? So are we not charging drunk drivers anymore? You know, whoever got behind the wheel? Come on, that's not, you know, whoever. That's not poor Jimmy. He wasn't in his right mind. He had done some drugs. He was drunk. He's going to have to live with that the rest of his life. And now you want to put him in jail. Do people feel that way about a drunk driver? They're not in their right mind. There are people that are, and it's terrible. They have to go to court. I'm so sorry. Think about it every day. I was drunk. I got behind the wheel. I don't remember the accident. So are we saying... That, that's an easy, then if you want to follow that, I guess we're not punishing someone that commits an act of violence if they're high on drugs, if they're drunk. Last I checked, a lot of these people that commit these crimes are on drugs or are drunk. So I'm just, we, I freely admit we don't have all the facts here yet. But I'd just be very, but you hear that all the time. You know, he's got to, how, I remember years ago, so how dare you say, you know, it was someone's brother or cousin. He should do, go to jail. He's got to live with that for the rest of his life. And I said, but he'll live with it. He'll live. He, he killed two people as a drunk driver. He killed two people. Okay. No one forced him to drink heavy that night. He, he got behind the wheel. He's in his own prison in his mind, but he's alive. But he's alive. They're not. They're dead. Let's just keep this in perspective. 
How dare you suggest he be punished? He, this is the, the guilt. What he's going through is punishment enough. Not under our rules in society. It's not. No, it's not. Do you have any idea what Brian Walsh is living through? How dare you? Do you think he wanted to kill the wife and dismember her? He is in his own private hell right now. Well, pretty soon he's going to be in his own private cell. So, like, where are we going with this, some of these people? No, that, that's not how we operate. That's not how justice operates. That's not how society operates. He's got to live up well. So I guess we, what, I'll go to the extreme. So Craig Price set him free. Do you understand how terrible he feels of what happened to those, those two women and those two young girls he killed in Warwick? He's living in his own private hell. That is our justice system. That is our justice system. She's charged with murder of three people, three, that she did it. She did it. Short amount of time. She did it. In her own house. She had given birth to them. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. One thing, something you want to make sure that you are up to speed on is long-term care coverage. Long-term care coverage. What am I talking about? Well, you have two different individuals. One person, as they become older... They have long-term care coverage. They develop dementia. They develop Alzheimer's. But because they have long-term care coverage, they're in a facility, that, and those facilities are very expensive, that pays for that long-term care coverage. You have other people that don't have it, And then it's a lot of -of out-of-pocket or they have to make other alternatives because they can't afford it. That's why I want to encourage you to sit down. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisor. Call today, free consultation, 401-434-1510. What if someday you have to go into, you know, assisted living, nursing, or nursing home? Make sure that you're covered Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. You want to make sure a trusted professional that will walk you through the steps you want to take for long-term care coverage. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Call today, free consultation, 401-434-1510. It's a free consultation. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial, 401 401- 434-1510. Office is located 400 Massoyed Avenue in East Providence. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you the Coesed Inn. Check out DePietro.com, the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks, and a lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. I'll, um, I want to just also touch on the Duxbury thing. And I recognize some of this seems like, like pet beef type stuff, but... In a discussion like this, respectful discussion, which has been going on, on the page. It's a forum for people, adults, to talk about it. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, I also want to point out that I had this woman who wanted to put out 
these totally unproven conspiracy theories that somehow the husband is involved or that it should go under them. Some of these people, because of the Idaho situation, everything, and she was actually giving me a hard time because I was saying, no, you're not posting that stuff on my page. I know for a fact the first thing the police want to do in a situation like this is clear the husband. Now, they have not commented that the husband's under investigation. His story with the Duxbury situation seems to uh, stand up. It's the wife that has been charged. We don't know all the details yet, but I just want to mention that. Someone was like, now I, I also know the police, they got the records from the restaurant where they got takeout. And by all accounts, uh, we have seen no indication that the husband involved is in any way considered a suspect. And I had this person that it follows like these true crimes and things like that. And she wanted to throw out the theory that the husband set up the wife. I'm not, and I get, I get the fact that She's not using obscene language, right? She's not using obscene language, but where is this coming from? We we don't have all the facts in the case with what happened in Duxbury, but we have some facts in the case. We we know some facts. We know that the wife has been charged. The husband has not been charged. The authorities have given no indication that this is an open-ended investigation. Um, So, you know, someone feels they want to just come in and want to float out the possibility that maybe the husband was in on it with someone. And that person is the one, you know, they, you know, I don't know what they, but an an accomplice threw the wife out the window and they killed the children. There's no motive. Not that there would be a normal motive in this. There's no, there's, there's nothing that would lead us to believe that there's anything about that scenario that is in any way plausible. Zero. So, and this individual was upset that I wouldn't allow them well, where's my, you know, to put, start throwing conspiracies out there. If if that were somehow, what, what are we going to do now? Look for the mysterious footprints leaving the house or, I mean, it, it comes along the lines of if someone wants, hey, you know, anything's, everything's, the, the expression anything's possible. That that's That's actually not true that anything is possible. Right, that anything is possible. Maybe you know it's possible. Maybe it was the five-year-old kid next door. Well, no, that that I I I don't believe anything is possible. Yeah, maybe a Martian flew down, went into the house, and then did this. Um. So anyhow, I know that sounds like a vent. It is a little bit of a vent, but I I've noticed, and and by during the Idaho murder, there were these people putting these out. That's kind of become, you know, we're, we're seeing, I don't see anyone talking about it, but there was some elements of it, but, and especially on the app TikTok, you had all these people that were, they called them amateur sleuths, that they were pointing the fingers at people in, in, um, in the Idaho murders. And, and part of me says, it's good that people are talking about the case, 
There's good that people are bringing awareness to the case. But just because someone was saying that one of the girls killed, it was her professor was most likely the person. There was a former boyfriend who was identified uh, as the likely murderer. There was someone in a fraternity that was identified that way. All wrong. So I know people talk about the fake news, and that, that does exist out there as far as a lot of the political stuff. Do you know I'm still getting email from people that tell me that this month coming up, this is the big month. Now, I've been hearing from them since, um, when did I first start getting it? January of 21. I started getting emails that the election was going to be overturned. And then it continued in the spring. It really heated up for August of 21, right? Especially Mike Lindell. Oh, he's going back in. And then it like goes in waves. I still get people telling me that the election is going to be overturned. President Trump's returning to the White House the month of February. Finally, it's only been, you know, now. So I know there's a big focal point on that. But there's also a focal point of these people that just throw this stuff out. Anything's possible. That's really not true. It's kind of along the lines of there are some people that feel doesn't hurt to ask. Actually, it can hurt you to ask. If you've ever been in a situation where you ask for something, whether it's in um, a job situation or something like that, and or listing of a uh, of an item of a house or some, but it actually can hurt you to ask because the person could either feel that you're so unreasonable or. Uh, that you're not someone they want to do business with, that the adage of can't hurt to ask. No, actually, it, it can hurt to ask. The person could say, forget it. Deal is over. The deal is over. I know of a situation of someone that was trying to sell a restaurant and they had someone that was interested. And then they came at with them with such a, a ridiculous, outrageous ask that the deal fell apart. And then the, the person that made the ask went back to them a week later and had cut the number by half. But then it's like, I'm not doing business with someone like that. So the adage of, well, it doesn't hurt to ask. No, actually, it can hurt to ask. Hey, anything's possible. No, that, that's not true. That's not true. Anything's possible. We heard that during the Simpson trial. Right? Yeah, it was a Colombian drug lord killed them. We all knew what the obvious was. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Now remember, AtMed Urgent Care, the next time you have an emergency, if you want to wait for somewhat decent amount of time, maybe you you or someone you're with, family member, a co-worker, have an urgent medical situation, if you want to wait, then you just go to a regular hospital emergency room. But if you want urgent care, take them to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Atwood Medical Center, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, or 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. That's where you want to go. They specialize immunization, school and sports physicals, comprehensive outpatient health care, cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies at med urgent care walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical orthopedic and trauma 
They also have drug testing at MedUrgent Care. You get all your vaccinations. But right now, as you're listening to me at 1250 on this Monday, if there's some kind of a work-related injury, bring them over to at MedUrgent Care. They're open seven days a week. They have doctors and nurses. I have gone, gone there. And especially the next time, you know, many times now, hospital emergency rooms won't see someone if they're in um if in fact they were in a car accident a lot of times after a a vehicle accident people you know want to just be sure and so forth but emergency rooms because they're so backed up they won't even see you at med urgent care will pop in and see them two locations and then always online at med urgent care.net folks good afternoon it's 12 50 you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Now, I want to, um, let me just do a quick check. News of the day. The situation with Memphis and the way that that was uh, handled um, and brought out, uh, It. I, I just think it was really, really uh, appalling um, just because anyone that watches it, it, as I was saying last hour, to me, it almost seems as though the media and, and actually some of the activists, they're, they're almost confused seemingly how to cover the Memphis story, right? Because, you know, for Governor McKee, to um, for Governor McKee next hour, I'm going to talk about the Providence School investigating the email soliciting donations for the students Coyote. That, that is something that that I've talked about. It it has some some wide ranging impact here locally. Um, I had some that was very very upset about it, a mother, and then I. I asked her, "We does your child go to Mount Pleasant? God, no. Have you been to that? No, I don't even go to Providence. Well, you know, that's kind of what's going on. But I want to go to, re- regarding the Memphis situation, um, it was Governor McKee on Friday night that put out a statement. Of course, they feel obligated to, but that put out a statement regarding with what happened. And that's where he, Governor McKee now, mentioned Tyree Nichols and then said, our country must reckon with the racism that remains today. Senseless violence must stop. Enough. You know, they, they, they think how broken that is with Governor McKee. Like, what are you talking about? So you're saying those are five racist police officers? It was almost as if Governor McKee was just saying, let's just send out the usual statement. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, throw that in. Like, did anyone in the McKee administration that put that out recognize that these individuals, that this, this was what the story that is not being talked about at 1253. And you won't, I haven't heard anyone, maybe this other Commentators out there, opinion makers, influencers, whatever line you want to use. But I haven't heard anyone in the media or any leader talk about the acceptable amount of black on black crime. Tonight, 
this Monday night, Black Lives Matter packed. They're going to have a gathering, I think, at the State House. And no one in the media that covers it, I'm not going to cover that. They don't say anything. They don't do anything. They're, I'll, they're, they're seemingly disappointed that the officers of Memphis weren't white. Because now it's like they don't know what to do with it. Listen, there was a vicious beating. Those individuals should not be police officers. The system of how they are police officers, that's a problem. This is a problem. But what is also a problem that is not talked about is the acceptance of, and I I will gladly use another term if there's another term, but a term that is referred to as black-on-black crime. The murders in Providence, majority of them, not all, majority of them, one or two or group of people of color shooting and killing another individual or group people of color. And, and does Governor McKee talk about that? Who do they, they never blame the individuals. Who do they blame then? Gun violence. Mayor Laws and McKee, oh, you got to get the guns off the street. They never will come out with the obvious that it is an acceptable form of violence. Now, you know, into the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, into the 90s, when, when you had organized crime in the heyday, and especially in the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, and so forth, of these Italian gangsters and mobsters that were killing other you know, then it's a big story. Then they changed the law. Then declared, you know, Rudy Giuliani, they declared war on the five families of New York. But no one talks about it. It's an accepted form of violence. There's there's never, and I've had this conversation with some of the BLM people. They don't want to talk about it. They don't respond to it. One black male goes to an address in Providence and shoots and kills another black male. And they're silent. Nothing. Zero. Now, take a white cop and there's a black teen and whatever, right? Push him off a bike or some kind. Oh, my God. Well, now we have, you know, now we have a huge deal. Look at. Look at last year, or what summer? It was the summer of 21, with uh, Taffy and the whole crew down in Providence, and the Providence police, and look at and they were pepper spraying. Oh, big press conference. No one was hurt. No one was killed. They're fighting with police. They're fighting with each other. No one will talk about the except, certainly not a Governor McKay, but they won't talk about and no one condones no one condemns excuse me the black on black crime um you know and all these people and i have them sometimes and they reach out to me what about chicago what about the violence in chicago how come the media doesn't talk more about it? what more do you want them to say illinois is very strict on laws it is targeted directed black on black Crime, murder, violence, 50 people shot, 13 killed. What, what more do you want the media to say about it? 
the, the people that need to speak out about it are silent, are silent. So the media, they'll all be up there at the state house. This has to stop systemic racism and blah, blah, blah. But they don't address the real as if that's accomplishing anything. You know, I'll say this about myself. I have actually said to members of Black Lives Matter, you had someone that was killed. Um, a young black man is killed. And there are people that say, don't snitch. No one cooperate with the police. And you don't say a word about it. You never go. There's no march. Someone is killed or remains unsolved. There's never a march. Hey, who did this? Who's responsible? Somebody saw something. Somebody should. Zero. Nope. What do they tell them? No, we got to get the police out of the schools. We got to get the school re- counselors, not cops, blah, blah, blah. They never condemn the accepted violence within the black community. Never. And I mentioned that in the first hour. If you had repeated two Asian men shooting and killing another Asian man in Cumberland, I think after a period of time, there'd be some talk about that. Zero. And what do they do with Memphis? Oh, that's racism. Governor McKee, that's five black males that did that to another black male. That's racist. Well, whatever. All right, folks, next hour is radio only. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Uh, listen, AM 1380, 99.9 FM or online at the website or the um, yeah, website to Petro.com. Back on the other side after the one o'clock news.